Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We're coming at you with volume three of dope toys you didn't get as a kid and. Uh, you got to add a little perspective to things at times. You can't just keep operating under the same blueprint and the same mold. So we switched it up and we have a lady. That's right. She's a lady. Miss Rebecca Cooper. Yes, we're hanging with Mrs. Cooper. And she gives us the lady's perspective on dope toys you didn't get as a kid. Version 3. Volume 3. 3.0. However you want to cook it up. The moral of the story is I'm not just some dirty misogynist who wasn't going to offer the lady's point of view. Well, actually, I am because I'm just a dirty misogynist who's ultimately right. Like the difference between this show and every other comparison podcast. But listen up at the end of the episode as we talk about the awesome cause Rebecca's working for and how it hit close to home for some people I care about and I love in my personal life. So listen up, folks, or else. And by or else, I mean next time I see you in public, I'll shoot you dirty looks and then possibly key your car once you go inside the building. Listen up, folks, or else. Public Service Announcement The difference between this podcast and every other comparison podcast is that AJ is ultimately right. AJ is kind enough to offer you people a platform to offer a well-crafted argument he will happily destroy. Now, Season 2 of AJ Presents The Greater Good A luxurious man living a luxurious lifestyle Hello world what good would this on-demand audio platform be if I didn't use it to to really spread a message, not just of my outright knowledge of pop culture and snacks, but of some things that matter a uh, grand scheme? And that's something we will get to today, but for now we're going to introduce you to today's guest, an esteemed colleague of mine, an associate, a co-conspirator. Would you like to introduce yourself? Because if, if you don't, I'm going to give you some clever nickname, and I don't know what you want me to say. Uh, some, I don't think I need a nickname, but sure. Don't tell the world, tell the world. <laughs> Whichever one works. Yeah, tell the world who you are. Uh, okay, my name is Rebecca Cooper. Boom. Boom, you hear that world? A lady with a message, something awesome I'm excited to share with you guys today. But she is here to share a piece of nostalgia with us. Because this is a volume two of dope toys you didn't get as a kid and uh it's a lady we get we're getting a lady's perspective today becca i'm <laughs> i'm interested to hear the lady's perspective of the dope childhood toys that were a swing and a miss for you well so when you asked me that i googled the top 
toys for the early 90s. Because, frankly, every Christmas looked kind of like Toys R Us in our house. It's a little ridiculous, but being kids, uh, you don't always get everything that you want, right? You can't always get what you want. You can't always get what you want. But if you try sometimes, you might find. Absolutely. There were a few that kind of popped out to me. Do you remember, and you may not because I didn't really want like Legos and all the cool toys for boys, but there was this one called Sky Dancers. It was like this little fairy and you pulled the string. I remember and that. Up. Yeah, I absolutely yeah. remember that. I have, I'm not kidding you, I think nine female first cousins and we all live in the same town. So it's like I had sisters and I wholeheartedly remember that. It was, uh, it was like little... Yeah. It was like little jet planes, but they were pixies, fairies, something like that. So that was yeah, they were like Barbies that flew. And you did you put it? Did you file? Did you requisition a formal request, or is it one of those you just got shut down? Um, I'm pretty sure it was on my Christmas list one year for Santa Claus, but towards the you know the end of Santa Claus, they kind of uh. He doesn't fulfill all of your wishes sometimes. So oh, Santa slowly, <laughs> that but sh- like- that's when Santa slowly but surely, surely teaching you that life is a giant disappointment. Oh, we went dark. We won't go dark anymore. <laughs> because you know when well, because <laughs> you know when like there was a serious toy request when you're like I gotta have this. Like you go through the proper channels. You're filing paperwork months in advance with mom and dad. Like listen, I asked you guys for a lot of stuff, but this is serious. Like this, this, this request does not need to fall by the wayside. I have filled out the proper paperwork. It is August. There are no excuses. I expect this promptly December 25th. I will forfeit toys on the back end to make this happen. (laughs) Yes. And one of those are, um, briar horses. I don't know if you remember that, but there are, you know, there's a bunch of different little types of horse toys out there, but briar horses were like real realistic, hand painted, um, not really like toys as much as models per se, kind of like, I guess, model airplanes type thing. But all of my friends that rode horses, like seriously, had these briar horses. I was dying for them. The collection, they were beautiful. They had like all these really small, intricate like saddles and bridles and accessories to go with them. But they weren't just like the Barbie horse toys that you got to play with. They were like real realistic and natural looking. They were pretty cool. That was something that I was determined to have but i got a few of them but you can have this huge collection they were like 50 bucks a pop oh my god <laughs> oh my god Ooh, we're roughly the same age. do you remember the trolls did you collect trolls yeah i did not i did beanie babies but i didn't do the oh, trolls there were like the trolls that were like for boys there was one that was like a dinosaur and there was one that was like a warrior and i remember it was it was quite the uproar in elementary school. They were being confiscated because they were coming into school. So your backpack was basically filled with toys when you came into school. That was an issue. I remember that being like a major second grade issue where our teachers were like, you can't bring a backpack full of action figures to school. I'm like, well, fair enough. Sure. Of course you can. Come on now. You can't with that out. Now, now I, I, know <laughs> I, I know I'm getting a sidetrack. I know I'm getting sidetracked here, but I mean, it's my show. Like, we all know I can do what I want. Did you uh, did you guys have a Nintendo? My 
little brother did. We also had a Sega, but I don't know. Did Nintendo come first and then Sega? Standard Nintendo was the first move. And I thought about it as a crusty old man today. And I remember like yeah. when first Nintendo dropped, parents thought they were buying this cool toy. What they were really buying was a hostage situation for the family television. It's like, oh, <laughs> this will be fun. And then around that third, I'm like, oh, he wants to play this all the time. Yeah, wow. like I, all the time. Yeah, constantly. <laughs> I don't. Well, and then you get the fights between siblings. Where now? Did you have brothers or sisters? I have a brother, but I had I literally have fourteen first cousins within like four miles. So I feel like I had like a thousand brothers and sisters. Right. Now we used to fight. My brother and sister were always more into video games than I was. Um, they would fight over which one to play, and the only one that I played was the Lion King on Sega. <laughs> <laughs> Got into. <laughs> that's if I remember correctly. Uh, that's the one where Simba's trying to navigate his way through a dangerous path to finally find Scar for the big battle. If yeah. I'm correct, it's from the movie, and of course I memorized like all the lyrics, all the songs of all the Disney movies that I used to be into, and that was one of my favorites for a long time. So I was like, oh, this one I'll get into. You got to flip Scar at the end, just like they do in the movie to win. Oh, oh yeah, nice. Oh, violent. Yeah. <laughs> my brother had the Sega and it, ironically the only game I really played was Sonic and Aladdin he had Aladdin and Aladdin was like you threw apples at everyone and it really yeah. was the most amazing I probably beat the game 60 times and it was equal to his fun every single time like I had a blast with it. note to self play Aladdin later but I digress we're going to take a quick sidebar because I got to ask you a question we're going to go out of order now, you may or may not have expressed to me, like, you know, you're excited to be on. You didn't know how this was going to go. You hoped, you know, it came off well. So we're going to break the ice. We're going to hit you with a putting it gently question. The guest previous to you asked a question of any ilk he would like. I asked that he keep it appropriate and classy. I know you're a class lady, a class <laughs> act, and you don't usually wallow in the, the degeneracy that we take part in this podcast. And God bless you for it. <laughs> And he, and he elected to ask you, and you'll get to ask the next guest any question within the realm of reason you would like. And he wants to know what cartoon cla- what cartoon character, classic or otherwise, do you feel like you most identify with? Ooh. Yeah. What cartoon character do I most identify with? Now remember, there's no wrong mm. answer. It could just be someone you think is cool when you want to be them. And I just, what am I going to say? So my sister and I actually had this conversation maybe a month or two ago. Um, We were talking about Disney princesses specifically, though, obviously, because we're girls. Um, But we asked each other which Disney princess we identified with the most. I said Jasmine. She was like my favorite princess who just did what she wanted to do when she wanted to do it and screw everything else. Can I say screw? Uh, For those of you who are loyal fans of this show, I think they're well aware that you can say screw. (laughs) I think think that one will slide uh, between the cracks. I know what the explanations were on the show. (laughs) What was that you broke up for a second? I didn't know know what the FCC regulations were. Oh, 
We're only regulated by Real Talk, R-E-E-L-T-A-L-K-C-O-T, Real Talk Charlotte at realtalkcharlotte.com. Official sponsor of the Asia Presents the Greater Good podcast, found on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as the Ivy's 127 North Tryon Street, a luxurious place for a luxurious man living a luxurious lifestyle such as myself. But those are the only people that regulate me because they are the kind sponsors to this show and have been for the better part of a season and two seasons. Thank you, guys. Hopefully, we have you back for season three. So your official answer is Jasmine. Now, you know that Jasmine has Kim Kardashian-like overviews. She, uh, first... Ah. Think about the sult. The Sultan is Bruce Jenner, a younger Bruce Jenner. Uh, she's she is locked away in a castle. She, come on, you have to see the Kardashianness and all this. All the all the all the local thugs are trying to get at her. Jafar, Aladdin from the hood. Aladdin's from the hood. Ah, oh, there are. You, you, yeah, you're shaking your head because you're starting to understand. Like, oh my God, she really was Kim Kardashian. Oh, that's terrible. And I hate Kim Kardashian. I think you're going to ruin this for me. Oh, but I love her. So don't feel that way. <laughs> the love I have for Kim is purely platonic and it is based on all the good moral things in this world. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I, hey, I'm a, cla- <laughs> I'm a class guy with a wonderful woman at home. Kim Kardashian, she, she would be a platonic partner in another life. But I digress. So where, <laughs> so where were we? We had the Sky Dancers. The uh, uh-huh. the girly uh, fairy helicopters. We had <laughs> we had the lady horse model cars that were intricate. Uh-huh. I'm sure the hair. Yeah. I'm sure the hair was very shiny, had glitter in it, things of that nature. No, see, but that's the thing. They were realistic, so oh. it wasn't the extras. It was basically like a horse sitting on your shelf. It was great. Okay, and hey, we're not here to judge. I'm sure I probably liked some things as a young boy that were just the most nonsensical things. I did just have a, <laughs> I did just have an in depth discussion about battle trolls a second ago. So who am I, who am I to judge anyone? Sure. Okay. I know. Let's keep rolling. What else do you have on the list? Uh, so the last thing that I really wanted. So I had a a ridiculous amount of Barbies, like I'm sure every girl does. I would but hope. The mo- Barbies, like the ones that were three or four feet tall, didn't have one of those. What? And one of my friends had one, and we used to like braid her hair and get her dressed up and have like <laughs> tea the whole nine yards. And it was always so fun, but I never got one. And what? Like, oh, that one. My yeah. size. See, I just kind of assumed that was like the major female childhood gift that like had to happen. My size. Well, that's- are yeah but the my size barbie was something well i don't know i guess all my friends have one and i didn't so i was left out hey i'm opening up some deep wounds today it's okay (laughs) i have put out a public service announcement to alvin and cassandra scales 20 years after the fact make it right it's not too late if you want to make a formal request out there it is if you're trying to tell me a my size barbie shows up under your christmas tree this christmas are you going to be upset you couldn't possibly. Oh, no. oh yeah. I, I'm assuming you would put aside 20 to 30 minutes of just pure childhood bliss if a my size Barbie showed up this Christmas. Of course. I'd be over there braiding her hair and putting little tiaras on and dresses. The whole nine yards. I mean, I have a 19-month-old daughter that lets me do the same right now, but, you know. <laughs> hey, it's okay. It's okay. She will, t- she will also understand the thrill of my size Barbie. P.S. Alvin and Cassandra, there's a fleet of Power Rangers toys I emailed you about if you guys want to check her email. <laughs> All right. Oh, Power Rangers. That was a good one. Oh, the pink Power Ranger. 
That was my jam. That was the one that, like, my parents just never budged on. Like, I think that was kind of the access point where toys became expensive. And I was like, Mom, Dad, I want Dragon Zord. I need all, of, like, the swords and stuff. And I remember my mom being in Toys R Us and looking at the price tag and being like, no, that's just not going to happen, son. I'm sorry. Have you been to Toys R Us? Like, it's ridiculous in there. Fun fact. You could come out of that place with thousands on thousands of dollars in toys. That place is overwhelming. Fun fact. You Charlotte people kill me with this. You're the third Charlotte guest to bring this up. I'm from the middle of nowhere. Toys R Us was 35 minutes on the interstate away. (laughs) As a 33-year-old man, I've been to Toys R Us twice in my entire life. In my whole life. What? Yeah, Toys R Us was this mythical place that was like next to the mall and I would beg my parents to take me in there and they only broke twice. Like, fine, yeah. we'll take you in there. He, and they and they were like being very, they, I don't think they understood the gravity of it. Like, here's 20 bucks, okay? Have at it. And I, and I came back and I was like, this isn't going to get you, it done. No, it's not. No, you can't buy anything in there for 20 bucks. It's like $50 is the cheapest. Yeah, in like 1994, 20 bucks wasn't getting it done in Toys R Us. So, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, did, did you guys partake in the Power Ranger craze at all? Oh, yeah. We did. My brother, especially. He was, he had one of those like costume, dress up costumes for one of them. And I forget which one. But he wore that thing for probably a week, maybe two weeks straight. It was pretty grimy by the time they got it off of him. I'm so jealous. As the husky kid, I never got to wear the standard issue kids' costumes. It's, it's oh my god. Aww. Hey, whoa! I I think I did pretty well for myself. Around thirteen or fourteen, I filled out a little bit better, and I kind of got out of my fat kid mold. And then I kind of relapsed in my mid twenties. Then I was good. Then the thirties rolled around, and I'm kind of breaking even. I digress. So we have time for one. <laughs> we have time for one more. What is the final one on your list? The one if you could roll back the hands of time, get in the uh, get in the hypothetical DeLorean and activate the flux capacitor, what would you go back in time and put in your toy collection that you were denied as Mini Becca? Okay, you know what's coming out now again that I thought of? Polly Pockets are being re-released. What? So I remember Polly Pocket. Like yeah, you heard that. You do, right? Yeah, I absolutely like remember little, that. Yeah, they're like little tiny villages basically in a little like heart-shaped block they were amazing and i just could not get enough of those things <laughs> so i got them but i didn't get nearly as many as i wanted to because you get because uh, you're right you could get like a whole like town in there yeah like you could probably get like 50 60 of them yeah like you like I, re- I remember because they had a boy version it was basically the same thing there was a star wars one there was a Batman one, but it was the same idea. Like in this small clamshell is like roughly four city blocks and three acres of land in the palm of your hand that you would have to pay that you would have to pay a property tax on at the end of the year, and you could just ha- and you could just take it with you. I remember that. I remember when the girls' Polly Pocket came out, and as a kid, I thought, man, if it wasn't like a girl thing, that is an, that is a freaking amazing idea. And then the boys' version came out, and it cost my parents a small fortune because I must have them. I had one that was the Death Star for Star Wars. So that was a big childhood coup or feather in the cap, so to speak. Shout out, Alvin Cassandra Skills. You got that one right, folks. You got that one right. I do remember, I think they had a Briars branded one as well. Like 
Briars and uh, Polly Pocket Briars is the Briars horses got together and they had like little miniature horses and a stable and a house and a farm and the pack room and the whole it was great it was the greatest wow. thing in the world so, so two <laughs> of your passions came together under one roof and it was like yeah. the ultimate tell me you got that one did you get that specific one I did get that one yes okay I guess if they're going to deliver on one, that was the one to deliver on. <laughs> well, folks, we have had a wonderful chat. And uh, we've talked about some great nostalgia. And before we turn the corner, I need you to ask our next guest any question that you would like. Let's keep it lighthearted. Let's keep it, because uh, I have respect for you. Most most guests, I would give them the green light to go completely R. I'm going to ask that you go PG-13. What is... <laughs> Anything you can ask anything. Oh, jeez. I've always it's said just, I've always said right. if they asked me, I would ask for their bank account and routing information, but that's just me. <laughs> Social security number will just cover all that. Um, jeez, I wish you would have asked me beforehand. I would have prepared. I don't know. That's not the point. I know. Just let it fly. Whatever's I, on your brain, just go. I guess along that lines, it's. John and I had this huge discussion the other day on favorite celebrities to bang. D13. <laughs> but that was the discussion. Wow. And it was just, it was a wish list and why. So if we knew each other well enough, we could guess the other person, which I did get John's right. He didn't get mine right. But that'd be kind of interesting. I, I'll have you know right now, Kim Kardashian is not on my list. I repeat, not. <laughs> On my list. I, wow, I'll be honest. I did not see that coming at all. I am totally blindsided. All right, folks. Just so we can get that in writing and put that out in the universe, next guest on the show. And shockingly, I'm surprised no one else has asked that. That's a pretty standard issue question to ask. All right. Who is it? Was it top three you said? You can ask whatever you want. We did top, yeah, just the top one um, that we did, but it, we had to guess each other's. So, like, John is a, well, this is going way far, R, I guess, but John loves the booty. So, oh. Jessica Biel is, of course. Jessica, like, yeah, Jessica Biel was his guess? Yeah. No, that's his. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Hey, more power to you. Uh, shout, <laughs> out to, shout out to the Assman of the world. I don't know how you people operate. I love Kim Kardashian for her mind. Oh, yeah, sure. So, folks, that's coming live from Rebecca Cooper. And it's not true until I say it out loud. Uh, top three celebrities you want to bang. Did <laughs> not see that coming. Fair enough. Fair. It's, in, it's in the universe. No take backs. The world of on-demand <laughs> audio. Wow. Okay. Uh, let me gather myself. Now, guys, what good is this platform if you don't use it for something helpful? And uh, myself and Becca, we do work together under the same uh, the same government-sanctioned building. And she, <laughs> and she came over because she's doing something awesome. It is an awesome cause. And it's got an awesome message. And the reason that I really, like, latched on this is because I just felt like uh, the good Lord put it in my line of fire to really take part in it. I had heard, you know, in that, that wonderful group chat you have with your friends on your phone, that a friend of ours had recently gone, quote-unquote, sober. Now, this guy liked to party, and I'm a judgment-free type of a guy, and I thought, oh, man, he must have really, you know, gotten this thing out of hand if he needed help. Let me reach out to him. Let me see how he's doing. 
And I reached out to him and he let me know that he was really in a bad place. And I'm not going to put his name on here until after I talk to him. Maybe he doesn't want his name out there. It's like, hey, man, are you okay? I heard what happened. And he said that he was in uh, rehab for heroin. And and it really, like, hit close to home with me. Anyone that has an internet connection or a television knows that there's an epidemic going on in this country. In this world, I was like, someone that close to me had a problem with heroin. And I wasn't even aware enough to try to help them or you know, offer them anything and just someone that I care about and have considered a friend for a very long time was addicted to something like heroin. And I feel like I was just helpless to help him because I just didn't even know. So Becca came to me with this and Becca, if you'd like to take the floor, uh, I am eager to hear. And I know the world of on demand audio is uh, eager to hear what you have to share with us. Yeah. So, um, just a little bit of background about myself, I guess, and kind of how I got involved with the whole thing. My little brother, he's six years, yeah, six years younger than me, five years younger than me. Um, he became involved in it uh, two years before our family actually knew full-blown that he was a full-blown heroin addict. Um, it, You know, he started getting in trouble early in middle school with weed and, and some property damage at a golf course near where we live. And you know, skipping school and got caught at school with it and just little things, right? Little teenager, normal kind of type things. Uh, then it progressed rapidly and we weren't quite sure what the difference was. Well, I'll come to find out that the difference was pain pills, prescription pain pills. Um, heroin came later on once the pain pills either one, you can't get them often enough or two, it's not quite the higher the fix that you need now that you're fully addicted to it. Um, and yeah, it just he was doing shooting up intravenously heroin for almost two years before our family actually fully confronted him about it and had to face the fact, oh, my God, this is heroin, right? Because that's, like you said, it's mind-blowing. It, it's not even on your radar as a possibility. Absolutely. Or like that. So he, he was in and out of rehab a few times, probably three or four times, and then he had gotten back from a rehab in Wilmington, uh, he turned 22 when he was in rehab in Wilmington, and uh, when he got back home, he was 22 for a month and OD'd at the house and passed. Oh, man. So it took us a few years. Um, that was in June of 2013 that he passed. It took us a few years to kind of be able to speak about it, talk about it, um, share our story type of thing as well. When I started to really wanting to get involved, because it was not just my brother, his name was David. It was a lot of his friends that all went to a, a upper middle class um, public school in South Charlotte. So they were dying at rapid rates. There were undercover cops that met us at the hospital that said that this is a huge problem. And they asked at the time for help to spread the message to parents and families. And at the time we weren't ready. Um, so now I'm just trying to, to really help and get involved. One of the things that I came across was a recovery high school that is opening in the Charlotte area. Um, we're projected to open in 2020, and it's it's basically to serve high school students that are in recovery from substance use disorder. So once they essentially go through a rehab program or they have admitted right that they have a problem, the school is there to help continue um, their recovery journey. So if they if a high school student starts drugs and uses drugs and then they get sober and they get clean and they want to stay clean and they go back to the same high school that they were at the recovery rate is something ridiculous it's like six percent because now you're in the same place you're talking to all the same people and 
and seeing all the friends and most likely even your dealers. And you're just back in that exact same environment where nobody is really supporting you in that journey. So they, they a lot of times relapse. So these recovery high schools are popping up all over the country at rapid rates. Now they've been around for quite some time. Um, but with the opioid crisis in the United States that we have right now, we're actually seeing quite a few more of them pop up um, in response to that because we can't just let these kids, we can't do nothing. You know, we've got to do something to help these kids. And it's not 40, 50, 60 year old homeless bums that you see under the bridge now. It's right. It's these kids that are young, 16, 17, 18, that are going straight from weed to pain pills to heroin in a year or faster. It's, it's getting ridiculous and frankly, very scary. Um, so yeah, so we've been a group of about 40 professionals or so have been working for over a year to try to get the school open and we're projected to open in, I think late of 2020. Oh, that is awesome. That is awesome. Now, uh, the doors aren't open now, but we're, uh, but I, I have, uh, spoken with, with Mary and she was a great lady who gave me some valuable information about the process. And as of right now, you guys are getting the message out, kind of make it kind of raising awareness. Uh, the gears are in motion and go ahead and, uh, get that, sc- get the, uh, eyes dotted and the T's crossed in the name of opening the doors down the road. But as of right now, you guys are definitely spreading the message and trying to spread awareness. And that is great because like I said, this was someone I spent time with. I knew very well. And I had not the slightest idea that he had a problem of this magnitude. So it was definitely eye-opening, and we definitely see this in the news. And I feel like it's that pill generation from five or six years ago turning that corner. And it's it's, it's definitely a dangerous thing going on for people we care about in the community and for people close to us, friends, family, loved ones. And it's very important. You know, we have a lot of fun on this show, but what good is a platform this big if you can't spread something this important? And Becca, thank you so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. And I'll definitely send some links up on the, the show info for you guys to check out. And uh, as far as donations, you guys have an avenue we can donate to? Yes, there is a link on the website. Okay, I'll definitely make sure to put up all the applicable information to share that with you guys. And I appreciate you so much for coming on, and thank you for sharing your story with us. And I'm hoping that my that my size Barbie makes its way into your <laughs> into your living room this Christmas. I'll put a word in with John. And oh yeah. Yeah, me and John are like this. We're close. <laughs> he, ta- he takes my word very seriously, just like my fans here in the world of on-demand audio. Because as everyone knows, the difference between this podcast and everyone's podcast is I'm ultimately right. And John, you're getting her that my size Barbie. Because I, because like I said, I'm ultimately right. Becca, thank you so much for coming on. We're gonna get that information up, and uh, we appreciate it. Maybe I'll see you sometime down the road. Yeah, sounds good. Thank you for having me. It was fun. Of course, of course. You have a good one. Remember, everyone gets an opinion. Mine's just the only one that's right. See you later.